Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create Your Life family, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Before we get started, I wanted to share some exciting information from our sponsor. We only pick people and companies that we think are awesome to bring onto the show, so please support them. As a podcaster, I've spent hours and hours editing, doing show graphics, and much more, and I finally got fed up with losing all of my free time to post-production activities. So I decided to do something about it. And if you are a fellow busy podcaster who would like to just record and have someone else do the dirty work of graphic creation, tagging and uploading your show to your server and in-depth SEO generating show notes, go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and today we are joined by a very special guest who has taken the time out of his day to be with us all the way from Boulder, Colorado. He is the co-host of Listen Money Matters, which is a brutally honest podcast about personal finance, and he's also the co-host and owner of MoneyLab.co, which is a brutally honest site and podcast about self-employment and entrepreneurship. So he's definitely familiar with what we talk about on a Create Your Life series and is living it. I'm talking about no other than Matt Givanissi. Matt, please say hello it, it, to the Create Your Life family. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on, Kevin. It's pronounced Givanissi. That's the closest that anyone's got in the first try. Congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, Matt, man, I want to jump right in, man. Can you tell us about your uh, entrepreneurial journey and getting to where you are now? Yeah, dude, I've been doing this for 10 years plus, but it took me the first seven years roughly to just get anything off the ground that was worthy of quitting and, and having a full time job. It started with my website, swimuniversity.com, which I grew up in the pool industry since I was 13. I've worked at a bunch of local pool stores and did a lot of customer service stuff and sort of parlayed that knowledge into a website. And the reason I knew how to do design a website is because I was in a rock band. We needed a website. We were broke. And so I just started reading HTML, CSS books and just started kind of hacking and coding my way into a website. And I was like, well, I can do it about pools because that's what I know about. And so I started that. Back in 2004, 2006, somewhere in that time frame, it was kind of on and off and wishy-washy. But it took me about six years, really, till basically making a ton of mistakes and some good stuff, but mostly mistakes. I'm trying to get true traffic to the website and finally just slowly kind of went up the money train. I didn't have one of those hockey stick moments where like, oh, then mm-hmm. one day someone shared my site and it blew up. It was more like one year I made $4,000 and then the next year I made fifteen. 
18,000 maybe. And then the next year it was like 41,000. It's like, oh, okay, maybe there's something here. And then it was, I got laid off and it was just a good time for me to like dive headfirst into it. And so I was like, yeah. So I just pushed myself to make it a full-time job and I was able to do it by working on the website while also designing websites on the side to bring in some extra cash to fill out the amount of money that I needed to survive. So what have been, would you say, your leading ways to making money online thus far? Writing, writing words and filming really good videos. For me, things didn't really take off those first six years. I was sort of trying to hack the system. I was learning these black hack techniques of getting traffic by gaming the search engines. Not that I was trying to do those things or being malicious in any way. It's just that's what was being taught. That's what I ended up following. Realized that that just wasn't the way to go. And I've never been a good writer. I've always struggled with writing. One day I finally was like, all right, I think I have to like write good stuff. I to really create big, epic, nice, well-researched. I basically had to do research papers, but in an entertaining way. And that's how I was able to build the content. Once I started doing that at Swim University, all of a sudden I started ranking without even really trying to game the system. I just was writing better than everybody else. I started using my other talents. Like I was good, I was a good graphic designer. And so I started creating visual aids that no one else was creating. And then I started writing video scripts and filming videos that were, you know, had good audio, which is my, Another background of mine, I was an audio engineer at a recording studio for a while. And so I knew how to make good audio. I knew how to make good video. And no one else was doing that in the specific pool industry. And so those two things really finally like got the traffic to my website. And then just trying to monetize that has always been a struggle. But getting the audience that the, that was through making great articles and videos. Speaking of, you know, many of the talents that you have, you're actually a man of many. You released six full length music albums in the last five years including rock, yeah. hip-hop, and dance. You design, do internet marketing, advertising, etc. Yeah. What are your keys <laughs> to balancing it all, man? I never heard it all listed like that, by the way. It's like, feels like it's a lot. So I consider myself a jack of all trades. I practice what I call passion mashing. It's a word that rhymes. I can do one thing that's going to make me money and I'm going to try that thing. But what can I marry it with or what can I mash it up with another talent of mine that'll create something unique? That always changes. The balance is like, look, I was trying to build a site called Money Lab and it was about entrepreneurship. And I'm like, I know how to make an album. So let me try to make an album in 30 days. Let me mash those two talents up and see if that gets me anywhere. And when I was doing a personal finance website, I, again, I had this audio engineering background. And so I was like, let's do a podcast. I know how to right. do that kind of work prior to actually starting it. And so it's not a balance. It's when my talents are needed. And I'm just a hobbyist at all of these things. So I right. continue to write music, even if no one hears it. I continue to own my audio skills, my writing skills, because they're hobbies. And so when the time comes to use it for my business advantage, it's mm -hmm. there to to take to take advantage of. Create your life family. What we're hearing from Matt right now is is follow your hobbies. You never know when you might need them. And we're also hearing the saying about being a jack of all trades. And it's funny because everyone always says don't be a jack of all trades, but the entire yeah. quote is a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than the master of one. Oh, I didn't know it ended that way. It's funny because I recently found that out. I had no idea myself, and it was actually a quote by Evil Knievel. Really? I went on huh. Google after I saw it on a meme to research it and find out whether or not there was any validity to it, and that's what I found. And I'm just like, oh, man, huh. you know, this is Matt right here, wow. Matt G. 
Okay, so Matt, you talked about, you know, going into your hobbies and things like that. You dropped an entrepreneur album. I like the idea. I've heard some of the tracks. It's fun. You're consistently challenging yourself. Tell us about the album. How this challenge even came about that you wanted to do it? I've made albums before. I knew I wanted to do an album at one point. It was just always an idea. I started this website. I was like, I can do it. I can make it about a very specific topic. It would be a good promotion strategy. But the challenge was, can I do it in 30 days? So whenever I stick a number or a time frame on a specific challenge, it forces you to trim the fat. It forces you to think about the process and how you're going to approach making an album and what parts that you can either outsource or build on your strength and not try to do something that you are incapable of doing because you only have 30 days to do it. So I spent the first week just writing beats because I knew that that was the thing I was the fastest at. My slow part was writing lyrics. I had to get the thing out of the way that I could do really fast so that I had plenty of time left over for writing lyrics. I was pretty good at mixing or I could do it pretty fast. I stayed organized during the whole process and everything was written. So it wasn't like I had 12 songs prior to the month. I had no songs and I was writing the music and writing the lyrics and recording everything. There were some parts where I had to get, at least I wanted guest singers and rappers. And so I reached out to people in my first week to see if anybody would want to do it. That's how I relieved some of my time in writing the actual lyrics, which I knew were going to be a problem for me. So yeah, it was really just like a lot of planning up front, knowing where my weaknesses were in the process and trying to fill those gaps by either bringing other people on to help or getting them out of the way first. Where did you develop the discipline from in order to set these dates and times and really knock them out? And then also, did you always have that discipline or is it something that you have to grow into? I'm pretty sure it's something I had to grow into. I remember being a very lazy kid and didn't do anything. I was always doing music. That was something I always did. I was always interested in music. If there's anything in my life that I feel very confident about and have no trouble with, it's music. So the rap album was actually one of the easier projects I've done on Money Lab. It was easy. It was incredibly rewarding and it was fun. I cannot say the same for every single thing that I've done. The reason I started Money Lab was because I guess I got this like talent of being very fast at what I did. These are things that I love to do. It's not like if I didn't love doing it, it would, I would struggle through it and I would actually procrastinate. I'm, I'm a very good procrastinator at things I don't want to do. If it's something that I'm super interested in and I want to do and I can't wait to get up in the morning and do it, then I'm going to like crush through it. And it's just because, and especially if I put a date on it, Sometimes I impress myself by how fast I can get things done because, again, it's something that requires a lot of practice. Like, I'm not like new at this. I remember doing a challenge where I had to learn how to code and build analytics software, mm. and I gave myself 60 days, and I didn't know the programming language. So I had to learn the programming language, and I had to learn how to use all of these things I've never heard of before. I had no confidence in it, and I burned out very hard and crashed in 30 days because it was trying to cram a lot of education and unsuredness that challenge opposite of what I did it was hard it was super hard and like like crying to the point of tears of like I can't do this anymore we were able to get it done in 60 days but the first 30 days are me struggling and then the last 30 days we we had somebody I hired somebody to help but so you still met the goal and I think that's still, what's important again when you have a deadline you're forced to trim 
the fat, you're forced to look at it and go like, do I even need to do this part? I want to do it. Sure. Like I want the software. I want the album to have this track on it. I want it. That'd be so cool. But then ultimately, if you think about it prior to you, I'm like, all right, well, you have 30 days. Is it that cool? Do you really want it? Is it really going to make or break the album? Can you do something that builds on your strengths and doesn't require you to like really completely go off the grid and try something that's almost impossible? You're recently back with the Listen Money Matters podcast. How was your time away from the podcast? And what prompted your return? The reason I left in the first place was we had done this podcast for a year. We were doing it daily. It was really stressful to try to do a daily podcast, especially when there's two people involved. And one of those people had a full-time job. Andrew had a full-time job. He was making great money. I was just getting started and like trying to get my business off the ground and trying to get this business off the ground. And we had a disagreement about the future of the business. And I was like, well, I can't afford to take more risks after a year of building this thing that we built, which was actually very successful and should have been making money at that moment. And so I was like, I have to go. I have to go focus on Swim University, which is actually the thing that's paying my bills right now, and focus on that if we're not going to agree on the direction of the company. And so for those three years that I left, I was doing Swim University, and I built a site called Roasty Coffee, which I eventually sold. I have a home brewing website, but mostly it's been the entire income has been from Swim University, and that's how I've been able to grow and create this massive business now. So it's all been from that one site. And then the reason I came back, uh, cause Andrew and I like, you know, we met, we made up a year later after we broke up and then we were friends. We would talk about business and stuff. He approached me and said like, what do you think about coming back? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think that'd be actually fun. We were both three years older, a little bit wiser. Yeah. We knew our pitfalls. And so we, we designed it in a way that made sense for the both of us. And we really just did it because we enjoy talking to each other and it was a way for us to get together every week and build this thing. But at the same time, having a good time with the podcast so love it so now you guys are doing a challenge which is called the marketing burst experiment where you're doing 30 episodes but you guys started recording daily on september 4th it's happening in the month of october yeah it's funny i just mentioned how stressful it was to do a daily podcast and that's still the case so i started a podcast called money lab a couple months ago and when i first started it was just me and i would have on guests and then when Andrew and I teamed up to do Listen Money Matters, he also joined me as the permanent co-host at Money Lab. I had this idea. I'm like, look, during Listen Money Matters, when we were, you know, the first eight months of it, we didn't grow at all. We maybe had 200 listeners, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then I said, hey, let's try to do a daily episode in the month of May. And so mm -hmm. we did 31 episodes in May. We called it Money May. And we just grew. Like we grew very, very quickly by publishing an episode every single day in the month of May. And then we just kind of continued it because we got greedy and we're like, oh, uh, this is working. Let's just keep doing this. So basically taking that exact same, that thing that worked for us before and applying it to the month of October to the Money Lab podcast. And we are going to publish a new episode of Money Lab every single day for 31 days straight. And we have a sponsor for those episodes at a, for a brand new podcast. We're not recording every day. We record twice a week and we try to get four to five episodes done each of those days. We're trying to get all the episodes recorded in September so that in October we don't have to record any episodes. I mean, I recorded all day today, so I am at the, it's been a lot. We did, I did four podcasts today and this will be my fifth. So what's yeah. funny is, is we're in the process of doing the 30 interviews in 30 days. So it's funny because I didn't even realize that we were doing the same until I was researching you. Wow, Create Your Life family, I hope that you are really enjoying this episode. 
I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors and let you know that our sponsors are giving special offers just for you. If you are a fellow busy podcaster who just wants to record and spend the rest of your time doing what you love, like working out at the gym with family and friends or traveling, use code CYLS for a discount on services when you go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. So for you, Matt, what has been the biggest personal challenge that you have needed to overcome in order to be who you are today? I tend to be a pushover. I tend to not ask when I want something. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at I'm not good at asking for things. So that's something I've been working on, you know, just kind of like if somebody's willing to help me, I usually turn them down because I I don't want the burden of like them helping me, but then I'm like, well, you know, I, I my girlfriend told me, you know, you turning them down for not helping you is selfish because you help other people and you get something out of it when you help other people, so they want that same thing and so I was like, oh, man, never thought of it that way. That's a good I need to change my ways on that one. Outsourcing more. I, I tend to just have this approach and I'll 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 refrain from the, the words that I usually say. But I have this like, <laughs> uh, you know, F it, give it to me. I'll do it approach. You right, know, Whenever right. there's like I need something done. It's like, no, just give it to me. I'll do it. I just like load up my plate of right, like right. things to do. And it, and it could be and it's a personal thing. Like if there's even like in, in life, just normal life, like I just load things up on my plate and it's like, I'll do it because I'm productive and I get it done and it's done the way I want to do it. And I, I don't let other people sort of help me. Yeah, I, I guess that's and that's still something I'm working on. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not I think it's always something I'm going to work on. What advice would you give to others looking to follow in footsteps similar to yours? Find your your biggest reason for wanting wanting to do it because uh, like I said earlier my biggest reason for doing any of this is is more of a negative but I just did not want to work for anybody and to me the metric of success for me is am I working for myself am I calling the shots then I'm successful it doesn't matter how much money I'm making doesn't matter where I live any of those things don't matter I have this one thing I can hang my hat on and as long as I'm making money doing the things that I get to do every day and I'm the only one making the decisions and I get to dictate how my day goes, then I'm successful. I think people need to find that because you might find something, you might think you need something. And I think this causes a lot of people to, you know, uh, like get rich quick schemes are very easy to latch on to because it's like, oh, I want money. That that's my driver. I want money. That's right. like, yeah, we all want money. Like we all need money. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> like so does everybody. Like welcome to the club, you know? Right. I don't know if if like if money's a big enough driver to want to wake up every single day and work 80 hours a week or stress out. Like I I am again I I I mentioned that I ha- I wrestle with anxiety and I I I am more stressed as a solopreneur mm-hmm. or a, or a working for myself than I was ever at a job. At a job, they just told me what to do and I did it and I you know worked for the weekend, had fun, part you know that kind of thing. But when you're your own boss, like every decision you make is on you. It's on you. So if as soon as you start that and you don't have a good why as to why you're even doing it, then you're gonna you're gonna fail. You're just going to fail. So I would say like the first thing is to start with pick the why. And it can be, it can be mine. It could be like, Oh, I'm just, I am never going to work for anybody again. Mm -hmm. Or, 
you know, I want, even if it's like, I want to spend more time with my family, like that may not be a solopreneur, you know, you may have to go get a regular job if that's what you want, because depending on the type of work that you're going to do, you know, I would have very little time for a family. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's the figuring out what it is that you really want. That's going to drive you to do this thing. And it's going to drive you to wake up at six in the morning and do work when you actually don't have to, Right. you know, I think that's the, you know, I wake up at six cause I want to. Yeah, so create your life family. You hear Matt, he's saying, follow your passion. Do what's in your heart. Matt, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? What career or hobby, you know, have you always wanted to pursue? I really wanted to be a rock star. I tried really hard to do that. <laughs> I spent years in a band writing original music, touring. Oh, I, wow. I, that, that's what I really wanted to do, and I, I still kind of want to do that. So okay. I think I would probably be in the music business. I would, at least I would hope that I would be in some sort of music thing. But if I'm being realistic, I'd mm -hmm. probably be a website designer because <laughs> that's the, that is a very, it's a very strong talent of mine. Like I can kind of do it with my eyes closed and, but, but ultimately like, yeah, I would say, yeah, either a website designer or something to do with music, whether it's like a recording engineer or a producer mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, a, a songwriter or something. Yeah, that would be. Or hopefully a rock star, who knows? So last question before we jump into the dolphin tank. What mm. I know you're very busy uh, on your site. You talked about your time being very important. What made you say, yes, I will, I will be a guest on the Create Your Life series? I am promoting another podcast. So to me, I think I've done a lot of thinking about this. And it's like, okay, if I'm trying to grow a podcast what is the best way to do that? Like what's the best form of promotion? And mm -hmm. so, and so this is very meta actually, but uh, it's the truth, which is, you know, the, I think, the, I think as a, as a person who listens to podcasts, the way I find out about other podcasts is from other podcasts. And right. so, and it's very easy for me to be on my phone, listening to a podcast. And then someone goes, Oh, you should listen to this one quickly. Just like pull it up. Boom. Hit subscribe. I'm done. It's right. like the least form of friction from one thing to the other. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I agreed because one, I love podcasting. Like I just love talking I love, I have a setup for it. I am, yes. I feel like I'm pretty good. I feel like I'm good at it. Uh, <laughs> I even have the mic that you have too for the, when I travel. And at the same time, like I'm, I'm actively out there trying to like sell this, you know, not sell cause there's, it's free, but to, to talk about this podcast and, and for others to hear my story and want to maybe hear more of that. All right. So my next question to you, Matt is, can you swim? Yes. <laughs> Great. Because we're about to jump into the dolphin tank and the dolphin tank is just rapid fire questions. What are your goal setting methods and how do you make sure you're growing each year? I have a spreadsheet that I keep track of my metrics every month and I write in a journal every single day. And at the end of the month, I record in that journal into a bigger journal and I, I do rosebud thorn. So what worked, what didn't work and what do I want to approach next month? Okay. Love it. What was holding you back from creating your best life? Money. Top tech that you're using to make your business run smoothly. Asana. Favorite quote or model that you live by? I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have one. I don't even know if I have a motto. Okay. It might be a quote that you love. I don't love quotes. I don't have them. I I, I think, uh, you know what? Here, here's one. I don't know. I can't. I think Arlen Crouch quote that said, do what you love and the money will come easy. Favorite or most impactful book that you've read? Jim Henson biography. Three jewels that you would tell someone looking to create their best lives. Find your why. Focus on your strength. Make sure you're happy every day. What's next for you? So I'm going to start making more videos mm -hmm. and I actually want to start working in my business again instead of on my business. I focused a lot on working on it and trying to scale it. But now I kind of want to get back into the more creative side of things. So that's what I'm going to focus on. And what's the best way for us to keep in contact with you? Moneylab.co is my website and 
and check out my podcast, Money Lab Podcast, and of course, the Listen Money Matters Podcast. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm living online these days. All right. Well, Matt, we have reached a point in an interview where we are at the turnaround, and that means yeah. that you are in charge. You are the interviewer. I am the interviewee, and I only have one request. Yes. Please be gentle. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> where? So where are you located in the world? I am based out of New York City, and right How'd now- you get there? How did I get to New York? Uh, yeah. Planes, trains, automobiles. No, just kidding. Um, I drove up to New York. I went to college in Atlanta, originally from California, Bay Area, and yeah. went to college in Atlanta, came up, was a host for MTV for a little while, then worked in the fashion industry, then branched out and started to do uh, speaking all over the world. And How long yeah. were you at MTV for? Uh, just a hot second. I did a top 10 video countdown, moved up to New York in order to get on full-time, and they had like this massive layoff. So Sweet. And, yeah. what do you, and, what's your, and you do this full-time? Yes. And how long have you been doing this? The show? I've been doing a show for about two and a half years and i've been speaking professionally for the last seven so where where does the majority of your income come from speaking yeah Mm -hmm. so do you you what kind of speaking gigs are you doing Uh, i'm doing i'm moving more into the corporate market now i've done some uh some professional development training around effective leadership effective leadership and effective communication as well as career trajectory it's been like huge. I just did a big gig for a Fortune 100 company. How are they how are they finding out about you? Um, right now, well, that was through being at conferences, kind of like networking. There was really some great networking that took place. But what conferences uh, do you like? What's uh, your favorite, most favorite conference? I guess. I mean, it varies. I was at an entrepreneurship conference for Black Enterprise Magazine, is where I made that connection at. So where is where is that held? Did you go this year? Yeah, I went this year. It was in Charlotte, North Carolina. So they switched locations. Is it for Black people only? Can I go? Do you can go? What what do they teach there? Like, what's like, do they have sessions, like breakout sessions and stuff? Tons of breakout sessions, man. Um, I went to the podcast movement conference as well this year, which was absolutely amazing. I was there. You were there? Yeah. Oh, how funny is that? Because I'm from Philly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just, I only moved out to Boulder about three or four years ago, but I was in Philly, you know, my, it was happening and I went to Philly to, uh, kind of unconference it. And, you know, I, I actually did, uh, I went to the first conference and and rapped there. Nice. I wrote a song about podcasting and rapped it on the stage. Uh, it was the uh, House of Blues stage in Dallas. And I'm like, you know, I've been working my whole life trying mm-hmm. to be a rock star. And the first time I get on the House of Blues stage is a rap about podcasting. Like that's, hey, <laughs> hey I got there. Exactly. Know? That's what I was going to yeah. say. It happens like that sometimes. But yeah, I was at the yeah. podcast movement conference, man. And I, I, funny enough, man, I made some really great friends there. And it was just a matter of committing and saying, hey, you know what? I want to really be in so that means that i need to dedicate myself and really you know be around the community i was one of the best that might be the best conference i've ever been at i didn't realize podcasters were so eclectic Mm -hmm. and it was just a lot of great conversation man and not even so much around podcasting as much as it was about around meeting great people i feel like that's what all conferences are right it's like yeah Yeah. you can you might learn something but more more effectively like you're gonna meet somebody that's like-minded and you're just gonna learn by talking shop with them yeah but i feel like the the podcast movement conference if you got in the right circles what differentiated it from other conferences was is that i felt that people were from different walks of life truly it's different than being at like a lawyer conference right where everybody's a lawyer in some facet and they might not there might not be too much uh differentiation between your day-to-day whereas you know you had people who were doctors and trauma surgeons who had podcasts and you know you had people who were doing all these other things who'd you meet there that like was just like everything was like super cool and um i actually i'm I met Colin Morgan, who does the Daily uh, Grind podcast. He's a really, really good guy. 
Sheesh, now you put me on the spot. I just interviewed, <laughs> I just interviewed J.O.D. Okay. Uh, for my yeah. podcast a couple days yeah. ago. He was really cool. And I just loved how down to earth people were. Yeah. And, you know, from the beginning, it was just yeah. love. I just appreciated it, man. That's awesome to hear because, like, every time I go to conferences, I get the same sort of vibe, which is mm-hmm. just everyone's cool. Yeah. Everyone's cool. Everyone's here paying the money. Like, you know, they're here for the same reason. They want to make friends. And that's just, like, they're, they're open-minded. And, yeah, I, I guess I never thought of the podcast one being, like, so diverse in the career choices because you can start a podcast about any topic. And people yeah. are, like, real-life experts in that topic. And you're like, what? I never even thought of this from that angle. And <laughs> right. Matt, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. So Create Your Life family, uh, thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes and Stitcher and rate and review us. This helps us build the community, and building the community is what we are all about right now so that we can deliver as much value as possible to you. So until next time, create your life and feed your ambition. This episode was brought to you by PodcastLaundry.com. I love Podcast Laundry. It provides a real solution to free up my time. And time is the only resource that we cannot get back. Podcast Laundry was created with love to help other fellow busy podcasters free up time so that they could do more of what they love, whether that's traveling, time with friends and family, or working on other ventures. If you want to free up your time, then have Podcast Laundry do the dirty work of note-taking, graphic creation, editing, show tagging, and uploading for you. Go to PodcastLaundry.com or call 347 to schedule your consultation and remember to use code CYLS that's podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273